I want you to give me your best ho ho ho, but I want you to try rather than just do what most Santas do of actually just saying ho ho ho. Can you try and do it mm-hmm. so that it sounds like a natural laugh someone might have? <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Um, do you just want the three, the three <laughs> discrete hoes though? Yes, I want you to cut out after three. <laughs> that's 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 like a oh shit he's gonna stab me now kind of laugh <laughs> <laughs> you just stare the fuck oh. out I did that used was to know a kid I knew a kid in secondary school who used to laugh as if he was saying ha 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 aww just, mm, ha, ha, ha. that's very good <laughs> you might have been humoring <laughs> me thinking of it ha 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 it was someone who did actually laugh like they were saying lol 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 <laughs> oh no, he's gone into a singularity. <laughs> and that was the last time anyone saw Space John. <laughs> no, Time Ian. <laughs> Is this the last we'll see of Time Ian? <laughs> Buy the next copy of British Adventures. <laughs> Fairly good British Adventures, a young boys comic. Baden Powell presents. They're fairly good. even took a passing interest in. Unfortunately, we've only ever owned cats, which is why I'm <laughs> engaged to a rotting mouse anus. <laughs> We're very happy. Yeah, I married his own butt. <laughs> his own, your own, or the cat's own? His cat's. Cat, I'm uh, married to a literal cat's butt. I just couldn't help to know the way he uh, noticed the way he took an interest in it, and I was like, that's the one for me. That's a keeper. <laughs> that's a keeper. Cat, not so much. You <laughs> trying to keep him still for the wedding was the the craziest part. Mm, cat. <laughs> The wedding night was awkward. You may now kiss the bride. <laughs> I was very underattended. That wedding. <laughs> and every subsequent engagement I've had. Criminally so. I did manage to get that law passed. <laughs> it's amazing the power that you can you can get when you just claim that you're doing it for the working man. When you're a fucking baller. You married his cat. <laughs> that guy's a fucking legend. Let him do what he wants. Speaking of being fucking legends... We are continuing our Christmas season, yeah. and we didn't quite know what to do next. There were so many Christmas films out there. What could we do? Obviously, it came down to either a horrifically violent but cheesy Christmas-themed slasher film, of which there are so, so many, guys. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about how many of them there are. We could literally just keep the podcast going during that. We may have to at some point. We may have to. We're running out of Adam Sandler films. Or we could do a Hallmark Christmas film, of which there are so many, guys. <laughs> so many. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. But we put it to you, the OG team, the great OG public, and you voted for Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Overwhelming majority. (laughs) It was a, yeah, pretty staggering fucking... Which, um, (laughs) yeah, thanks for, thanks once again for getting involved, everyone. Uh, I did a bit of research, therefore, to find out what the worst Hallmark Christmas special was. And it turns out Mm. nobody has really cared to rank them before. Mm. So we watched A Christmas Wedding Tale. Oh, okay. This season. I've met someone. Can I give you a little piece of advice? Because I've been married four and a half times. Half. Whatever. Spread the joy. That's so good. Experience the laughter. Slow down by the pool. Oh, boy. And share the love. Will you marry me? Yes. Marriage. Disgusting. At the wedding of the year. We were hoping the dogs could participate in the ceremony. You've come to the right place. No! Let me handle the music. Silent night. Now, Jenny Garth. Is this in dollars? You don't need to go to college. Brad Rowe. I promised my bride Christmas money. And Tom Arnold. Am I good or what? Um, Seriously, I'm asking. A Christmas wedding tale. Whatever. I can imagine there it was. <laughs> I can imagine. But unfortunately, no one will ever find out. The two because where do you start? It is. It's like it's like stabbing John Goodman, isn't it? <laughs> it's very much like that. It was very much like venturing into a country of madness to find out what their best-reviewed painting on the wall is. 
No one's coming back. <laughs> you just join the country of madness, and then what? Good, what? What are you able to ju- judge? Your own, your own face. I feel my critical f- uh, faculties have diminished somewhat since watching this film. Who am I to say this is the worst one? I think up is down now. Cheese is gold. Che- cheese is a kind of gold. <laughs> um, many people would agree. That's true. Unfortunately, the sound of life support machines drowns out their protestations. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, you just can't spread a pound on a cracker, you know? And that's the name of my new philosophy that you can <laughs> sign up to. <laughs> I've got a new philosophy, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to kickstart it. Speaking of dangerous ways of thinking, this 2011 film was directed by Michael Pfeiffer. That's how you should spell it, Michelle. <laughs> Look at that shit. There's no crazy bollocks in there that nobody can deal with. That's also a good double take name, isn't it? Directed by... Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Michael... What? Oh. I, was, I, re- I did read it as Eisner originally. I was like, what? No, no. <laughs> oh, Michelle Pfeiffer... Oh, no, still no. <laughs> He's dangerously flirting with the idea. Are you Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> no, I'm Michael Pfeiffer. Your name's easier to pronounce, I'll put it that way. Got the job. <laughs> Got the job as directing every Hallmark movie, because after producing a lot of witchcraft movies, uh, Pfeiffer directed Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield, A Christmas Proposal, <laughs> BTK, The Bind Torture Killer, A, a Nanny for Christmas, what? Bundy, Legacy of Evil, A Valentine's Date, <laughs> Boston Strangler, The Untold Story, The Bachelor Next Door, Nightmare in Paradise and Deviant Love. <laughs> that could be. That's either a hallmark or a slasher. I don't know. <laughs> that, that that last one. God, what a fucking Nolan or Del Toro that they've got on their hands there. Yeah, fine. I'll do me a hallmark so I can get back to making some serious films. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just... You're gonna do a sort of genre-breaking thing, or oh, okay, it's another. I found it. I've googled another serial killer I can do. <laughs> but look, he's also directed the following dog-related Christmas films. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> the Dog Who Saved Christmas. A Dog's Christmas Miracle. Gabe the Cupid Dog. Cupid is not an adjective. <laughs> the Dog Who Saved the Holidays. Twelve Pups of Christmas. And mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Ver- Merry Kissmas, which may not have dogs in it, but it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Surely there's a better. He's directed 67 films in 15 years. Watch out, Woody Allen. I don't know if I've seen 67 films in the last 15 years. Well, they take two hours to watch, Paul. Jesus, they take longer to watch than they take for this fucker to make. (laughs) Uh, Twist in the production, the movie had a writer. Uh, His name is Peter (laughs) Sullivan, uh, who has written 91 movies in 20 years and produced 138, including four movies to be released in 2021, which are entitled The Wrong Fiancé, The Wrong Prince Charming, The Wrong Mr. Right, and The Wrong Real Estate Agent. The Wrong Mr. Right is just a (laughs) fuck you, isn't it, to... Everything normal folks stand for. <laughs> That's when you knew um, he turned against the concept of America. <laughs> he didn't even vote Biden. He voted independent. <laughs> for the guy who promised to shit in every chimney in the, in the country over the course <laughs> of his four years. That's my guy. And it's a great promise, but, you know, how is he going to deliver? <laughs> he couldn't do it. He shat it, himself inside out after one street. That man doesn't even have shit for one street of chimneys, my grand used to say. <laughs> and I want, always wondered why. <laughs> until now, until this maniac finally ran. She knew about it. She knew oh. about it from the old country. <laughs> Which one? Who knows? Um, I'm, I think that we're getting into... Paul, watching this movie mm. and what you've been telling me corroborates this. We are getting into a whole world of shit that we just were not ready for. I know, right? I know. This is a foreign country, a terrifying and barren world. Somebody's I suddenly think. given me the, a microphone. I was just trying to watch the footy. And now I've got a microphone and a tutu. <laughs> And everyone's watching me as if I know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's like, I don't know, you're walking through a supermarket and maybe you'll see something as innocuous as like, I don't know, a garden gnome. And then suddenly there's like a door behind it and you crawl through and it turns out there's a world of garden gnomes. <laughs> there's a thousand people involved in every production of a garden gnome. And there's more garden gnomes than you ever thought existed in an industry. <laughs> And it's just, to be fair, that's not a good example because there probably is, but oh, the sheer number of, of this is terrifying. It feels like, I don't know, maybe you saw an ant once and decided not to do anything about it and then you really get behind the wall one day and find out that there's a, a world back there, a planet of ants. Yeah. I think that's, that's a better analogy. This, <laughs> for me, this, a supermarket analogy would be like, the first time I realised that you could buy 
really shit Eastern European processed sausage <laughs> in, in a supermarket. And, and, and very good of... Eastern European processed sausage. Oh, well. oh yeah, but like there, there is obviously some very, very good ones, but the, the stuff that comes in that bright orange oh, yeah. sort of wrapper, like plastic wrap, and then you open it and it's just, it's pink. It's cooked <laughs> and it's pink. And, it, and it's a about as soft as butter and it's got like white chunks of just gristle in it. And it's, you know, yeah. you, ch- you, you chase vodka with it. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you realise that... to kill you quicker, to spare yeah. <laughs> you from the Siberian waste. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just sort of depopulates the tundra. Um, <laughs> it's a startlingness policy. Is this fucking sausage production that's somehow grown into a horrific folk industry? If it was very Jeremy Hunt, I think we're gonna we're gonna remove the burden of the NHS by making people eat carcinogenic materials. Um, we we cannot legally give them plutonium, so it's just gonna have to be this sausage. And then you realise that there's just a whole shelf of it, and then people actually buy it, yeah. and, and and they they have no interest in Cumberland sausages or pork and fennel sausages. They're oh, just man. buying this. <laughs> And you're never gonna know why. That's definitely it. This this movie is a movie that is made to be consumed with ease and digested over the course of decades. Oh my god. Anyway, the movie was received by critics like a very small amount of bad behaviour from a dog, which is to say they lost their shit. <laughs> the critical consensus at Common Sense Media, which is some kind of self-appointed watchdog for concerned parents, and the only people who had touched this fucking movie were barge pole, um, reads Artless time waster with talking dogs and grieving kids. <laughs> I like the way they decided that halfway through the sentence it should go from critical analysis of the film to factual description of what's in it. <laughs> That's what movie criticism should be, Paul. Complete shit show, which is actually about the 1912 World Fair. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to have to start it with um, the Oxford Dictionary defines Christmas as. <laughs> you, you, you just opinion first clause, second clause, couple of facts <laughs> so people know, and 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 then you can just go off and and yell at your kids, <laughs> and protect them from the dangers of the world we're living in. Talking dogs. Talking dogs. Oh my god! This it actually genuinely had one out of five for drug consumption. I don't know what that was. I assume it was the LSD that came with the box of this particular film. <laughs> you got to do something to enjoy it to bring out those colours. <laughs> to make something happen. We have fifteen minutes in, and let's get the public <laughs> out of the way. The public, on the other hand, enjoyed it like an appeal from a new dad. Grand Max 2-17-491846 at IMDb said, Oh yeah. Love this movie. The casting Aww. was wonderful and gives you a very happy feeling when you watch this movie. I would recommend this movie to everyone to watch. The children and the movie is funny, wonderful, and just plain family watching. If you like dogs, this movie also has a very funny plot with two dogs. <laughs> it is a movie of love, friendship, and combining two families. It shows how you cope with issues when two families... And how not to take these issues too seriously. I love Jenny Garth. She has grown into such a wonderful actress. And you can tell that she liked making this movie. Mm. Her, mother, her mother is such a great actress. They could have not have put together a better cast. I do not think that other actors could have done such a wonderful job oh. brining this family together. Tuna in a can. I love they could not have put a, put together a better cast. Why? <laughs> Why couldn't they have? <laughs> what, was, what was the major obstacle? <laughs> it was money. Um, it was really money and credibility. <laughs> and Tom Arnold was there. so <laughs> He physically chased a lot of them off. <laughs> the ones who managed to slip by him are the ones who are in the movie. Fuck, we could do a whole podcast about that review alone, Paul. <laughs> I suggest we don't do anything about it. <laughs> Second best thing. Um, I've once again not got access to the three-man database, so please record three reactions so that I can choose the appropriate one for whatever I find. Okay. And now I've bloody gone and left my good mic at the other place. When will I learn? In any case, yeah, three-man. Um, the guy voicing the main dog was in Pluto Nash. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Fuck off. Tom Arnold? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely going to involve Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, I feel. Tom Arnold. And Tom Arnold. Yeah, he's involved. <laughs> he's complicit in the whole thing. Distorted old Paul here. Another thing I forgot to mention is that I hooked up my family to the mains again so that I could record their hilarious reactions to watching a Christmas wedding dog or whatever the fuck. So, yeah, please enjoy selected samples of that experience. Fuck off. I take it this is a children's film. Um, yes. Is it possible to tell with Hallmark? 
The film has 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.5 on IMDb, mm. and is poorly made. So, Paul, <laughs> you one stunning chicken. Uh, What's one thing about a Christmas dog, or whatever the fuck this is called, that made you pine for the good old days when antique shops were everywhere? Um, I, I just think that this was a... It's just good to see Jay Moore getting easy gigs, you know? Um, <laughs> he, he is the, the voice of the dog. He was in that fucking Eddie Murphy space film we saw. Was he really? Oh my god, yes, I could kind yeah. of picture him. Even though I can't, yeah. I could picture the He's... guy who would subsequently voice this dog. Mm. <laughs> His life was turned around by Pluto, Pluto Nash, that's it. And yeah. he's the Frank Sinatra style. Oh singer. my god, that's so depressing. Yeah. Because wow. he's voicing the dog, and he's got about 17 lines. So he came in and did a crusty style yeah. drive-by. <laughs> hey, kids, um, it's me, hey, dog. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> yeah. Um... He's the second build dog. <laughs> he's the second build. He's the main one. <laughs> but, yeah, so he, he had an easy morning of it, and then he could just go away and do whatever, think about Pluto Nash and Mafia, exclamation mark. Oh my god, that was, was also him. Yeah. Oh shite, that's so bad. A lot of the <laughs> others had Mario Lopez voicing the dog. No. Oh. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know what, if that's like the other movies all had. Yeah, Mario the other Lopez dog too. movies in that guy's CV. Is that the guy from Saved by the Bell, Slater? Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Glad I could pull that. Well, it's a good segue because one of the boys in this looks a lot like Zach- Zachary Ty Bryan um, from Home Improvement. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, if he were to grow up and have a son, which he may have done, it was a long time ago. God, he might have. Jesus. Jesus Christ, everyone. And what did you, you do to stop like... it? <laughs> Listener. Daddy. So, so look, we, we, we start. Yes. Isn't Christmas beautiful? The decorations, the ornaments, and my favorite, gingerbread. Yum. My name's Rusty, and I hope you're in the mood for a good old-fashioned Christmas tale, because I've got one. With a do- with a wedding happening quite happily, yeah. and everything's fine oh, and brilliant. But you know what? To find out how we got here, I think we're gonna have to go back to the beginning. Oh. Yes, but we, we know it's gonna out. happen, right? We-, we know it's got a happy ending. You can do that if it's like, well, you can't do that. It's a bad thing to do, as Rick and Morty has laid out. But you could do that maybe if you had like a bad situation, and you're gonna show how things got this bad, showing yeah. the happy ending, and then being like, oh, but how did we get here? I don't, I don't care. You're Anymore. fine. Look fine. Oh, I think you will care because we've got these amazing characters. We've got bargain bin, <laughs> but still more attractive than me, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> lady from nine hundred two one zero. He really is the bottom rung of people more attractive than us. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel it's 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 just it's small consolation, but it is it does soften the blow nonetheless. <laughs> um. So. Oh Christ, we get. Yeah, we get him. We get, we get our lead lady who is just about picked up by the by the mic, <laughs> and um, I think she's on the phone to Tom Arnold at this stage because early on I make the note that he's really bad. You need a job, huh? Well, you came to the right place, buddy. I'm going in a tunnel. Oh my gosh! Oh my God, I'm losing you. Don't touch my fish. They're poisonous. But then she's walking her dog. He's walking his dog. And the dogs get a look at each other, and they quite. And one of the seventeen lines explains that they fell for each other. Aww. What oh? So yeah, there's um a first big dialogue scene between everyone, which um comes as an early warning sign. <laughs> Turn back now, kids. Sherry, gotcha. I leave you for a minute, and already you've made some friends here. <sighs> nah, it's okay. I think they just got away from us for a second. It's good to see you, Jay. Thank you, Reverend. How are you? I'm great. Thank good. you for asking. Good. Listen, I gotta run. Hey, Susan, do me a favor. Can you tell your mom I said hi. I will. See you guys later. Come on, let's go, Lana. Come on. Hi. Russell, you cannot run away from mommy like that. You about gave me a heart attack. Oh, it's okay. They've got great security here. It's really not a problem. They're not professional actors, are they? There's a vicar there who's going to come in, you know, really into yep. importance later. There, He's introduced in a wonderful fisheye lens um, of the three of them. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I think we get a bit more of Tom Arnold at this stage. And at this point, I think this does look like a porno. <laughs> I'm waiting the for these people to fuck, which is ironic because my first instinct when the reverend shows up is, oh, is this a Christian enterprise? And that <laughs> we will be coming back to that later on. Oh, good. But the first sign of such things is the fact that there is absolutely no sexual chemistry between these people whatsoever. No, um, but he does ask <laughs> her on d- a date nonetheless, because, I mean, they are both single parents. And if the one thing we know about single parents is they are desperate 
to fuck or DTF. Oh, but Paul, they keep that secret. Maybe that's going to be the premise of the film is they do- they decide they're not going to tell each other that they've got kids until the next scene. Yeah. Oh, no, they do. And they do that. And that whole scene is really tense. <laughs> um, because we're introduced to Frank, who's who's the comedic relief. Well, he's the second string comedic relief after the dogs. And bloody Frank. I'm going to need them to wear name tags. <laughs> Frank is such a bloody laugh, Paul. I don't know if you remember Frank. Don't you watch Oprah? Sensitive guys are in, dude. <laughs> is he He's the... like, oh, don't marry that bitch. <laughs> Fuck that chick. Um, is, she the, is he the one Frank. who works in the um, winery? Yeah. Yeah, the, the other guy like, necessary to keep the winery running. Is, I think it's Mario Lopez. Who <laughs> um, <laughs> <been, laughs> is no longer qualified to play the dog. <laughs> Jay Moore came along and I went, finally, that's how you do dog, mate. You've got to work me into the movie. All right, okay. You can play... The, the the winery <laughs> play the star yeah, of the winery because he's, he, he's barreling the wine and he's cooking the food and there's oh, there's a bit Christ. when he says oh you should have you shouldn't have said you work at a winery you, you, you should have told her that you own the winery and then i thought that he was gonna have this ruse where he owned the winery and oh, it was actually he's no, gonna he have don't. to own up to it no but he actually does yeah um, he actually does despicably wealthy there's so many times um, when it threatens to have a plot <laughs> tension yeah well at the point this is taking place it's not christmas <gasps> is it no we don't have a time frame yet this could be 10 years earlier well no he's just said that they've, he's got some wine fermented ready to be bottled and ready for christmas how does that take csi man well if you make um wine properly it'll take quite a long time but this is america so they could have it in, in a out in about a couple of weeks Actually, California wine is very good. We get the kids introduced. We find out that two of them are girls, but are good at sports. Zoinks. Whoa. Oh, but of course, she did want to go for rugby, but he, he drew the line at that. She wanted to join the rugby team. I had to draw the line somewhere. No daughter of mine. The middle kid is so good at computers, he doesn't even have to turn his laptop on. Oh, Paul, th- this, is, this is fantastic, because <laughs> he's introduced and the mum says, he's going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. Um, oh, I fucking hope not. <laughs> Well, she's going to sell, sell her details. Oh, fuck. I was thinking of Elon Musk. Oh. I was going to say, my kid's going to accuse so many people of being pedophiles. You know what? Let's <laughs> just say Mark Zuckerberg did it. Some some viewers will be unsavvy enough to think it was him, as, as I just and did. And that's, that's what Elon Musk relies on. So in a way, we've won. <laughs> um, and and then she introduced her other son, who's going to be the first nine-year-old to open a Michelin star restaurant. No, he's not. I say out loud. <laughs> and, then, um, and then third kid, whose thing is, he doesn't talk. Yeah. Fuck knows what he's into. He's very sad. He's very sad. Um, that scene finally ends. Um, and the dog literally says that they grew closer over the summer. <laughs> yep. And Jake and Susan grew closer and closer. The um, literal line that we use as, a laz- as an example of lazy screenwriting shows up in Well, this. we don't have time to see them get closer over the summer, Paul, because we've got to watch scene after scene of... Uh, <laughs> we've got to watch at least two scenes of them auditioning different people for the wedding and then cut away reaction shots. <laughs> the same shots. people, I think. Yeah, probably. We've got the, I don't think they paid for two sets of extras. Well, why would you? It's why, Tom would you? Arnold, man. why would you need he, to? But we get some scenes of tussling. We have them tussling on a lawn. And then later on, the mm-hmm. kid is showing him how to use a blender, but he takes the lid off and turns it on. And a microscopic amount of liquid comes out and hits a part of him, perhaps. <laughs> Don't! Don't you know who I am? I'm not Brad Pitt! <laughs> he, he pummels the kid it, for it, 20 it, minutes. Brilliant. <laughs> he falls in the, the, the swimming pool after a cooking a huge Thanksgiving meal. Yep, after something nearly gets spilt on the laptop, almost turning it on. <laughs> almost. He's, he's really threatening to become Mark Zuckerberg, Paul. And we can't have that happen. Who's this other woman then? No, I don't know. I, I kind of thought it was her. I didn't realise it was a different woman at first. It I think it's her mum. No, she's, she runs the shop, remember? Oh, that's right. I'm glad that the, um, my inability to remember um, actors across scenes is genetic in some way. There's a fucking mouse in it for one scene. Oh, a little mouse. <laughs> that was nice. That's nice. Maybe um, it'll be important later. No. No, it's not. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they <laughs> grow even closer over the summer, and um, with with oh, with the, more of those weird reaction shots of them sort of vamping and in, in, yeah. like, riffing on things that they weren't actually watching at the time. Yeah. And and because Frank's <laughs> auditioning, he wants to play the ba- be in the band for the wedding. It's like high fidelity, but but worse. Um, <laughs> it's like so many things, but worse. <laughs> yeah. Without any payoff whatsoever, it's great. Yeah. Um, well, look, we haven't actually discussed and- the wedding because they've. They decide. He says, I think it would be a good idea for us to do our wedding at Christmas because 
I mean, I can't think of a better way of combining, of reducing my costs by combining your anniversary gifts and Christmas gifts. I'm a businessman to the bitter end, babe. What can I say? (laughs) I'm running a really struggling brewery. No one comes here. It's not even a brewery. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Winery? Oh, God. Um, She has a moment where she reassures her kid, who's not happy about the fact that um, she's marrying again, saying to him, I know you're really sad, but no one will replace your dad. I know that you're sad, but nobody could ever replace your dad. When I remember that this was written by Hallmark, and I want that on a card. (laughs) I think, and that's that's a very utilitarian card. You could use that for any occasion. <laughs> because it's just nice to be reminded. I wanted to congratulate you as you graduate. <laughs> no one will replace your dad, you ate. <laughs> dad, the dad, you ate. <laughs> that's extremely good. Well done, sir. <laughs> wow, I just, I just want to take a moment to, to appreciate that. And I hope the listeners at home appreciate this oh, taking a moment shit. to appreciate complete that complete accident me. broken clock and all what that. a legend <laughs> this fucking guy everyone so i could write for hallmark so <laughs> look maybe you should things oh oh god i think the dog says something like things are bound to get interesting and i think please please don't lead us a astro- don't lead us astray mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> whoa ding 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 hot on the puns today <laughs> Is it? Is the next hour going to be them falling out and not getting on? I do don't you think? know. I mean, it would it would be really, really stupid if they did that, having started it with the wedding. Yeah, really stupid. But I'm not quite certain what else know. they can do. Yeah. Oh, but they have to. They have to have something go wrong. Um, the dog says so. Um, and and, w- and <laughs> the what book it is, says so. The oh. book of little the little book of screenwriting says we need to introduce some sort of complication for the love of God. So Tom Arnold. Um, comes back. Yeah, he has got an interview for what's her face for Kelly, and um, it's a, it's a curator because as she explains to Brad, not Brad Pitt, I have two master's degrees in um in <laughs> in museums, and yeah, she could be the curator of um, it's not Mona, no, but it's, it's like Copa they call it Mocha, or something I like think. that. It's like Copa. the Mopa Cabana. Yeah, it's the Copa Cabana. Yeah. She could be the curator of it. It's the second largest <laughs> museum of modern art on the wet, on the East Coast. And the East Coast is where that shit's going to be. So long, so. Yeah, she drives down to LA to audition for this because, yeah, if I were looking for curators in New York, that's where I'd hold my interviews. Yep. And... Don't think about it, says Tom Arnold. <laughs> Just do it. Don't think about it. Look at my, look at my butt. Look at my assistant's butt. No. He's got an assistant. It's dreadful. It's awful. It's horrible to him. There's a bit where she gets a phone call implying that she should actually be back um, home instead of uh, going to this interview. And then later, after that's fine somehow... <laughs> There's a moment where the mother mentions she can't pay her rent, um, and this won't yeah. be brought up again. <laughs> well, they they go to the antique store yeah. and they're discussing it and saying, you know, oh, we haven't had a we haven't had a character in here for ages. Yeah. What are we gonna do? <laughs> um, and and Brad Pitt goes, I know. Do what you know. Sell what you know. <laughs> what curating a gallery? <laughs> no, I meant Christmas. Yeah, apparently you love Christmas. That was not brought up before, but apparently you do. So she you does love Christmas more than you have two master's degrees in art. <laughs> she genuinely does, because later on. But in any case, <laughs> fuck me. Well, she so, gets the job. Well, she uh, she gets the job. She also um, there's also they're also looking for a wedding venue at one stage. Um, oh gosh. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> the dogs uh, the dogs are not allowed to come onto the premises, and yet this will still not bar them from using this place later on because it is the location they have. <laughs> and as they get there, the woman is saying, we cannot have dogs here, and I think, I'm on board with this. I wish this person had been, like, the set director. Yeah. And the dogs think to themselves, she clearly doesn't know. Oh, she says something like, oh, they'll stay, but they, they won't be trouble. And she, uh, the dog thinks, she clearly doesn't know us. I don't know you. <laughs> You haven't established that these are troublesome dogs yet. This is the first time doing that. Yeah. And my boy. Boy, oh boy, my dad. They're <laughs> troublesome dogs. They're troublesome dogs, because... according to editing. Yeah. In which well, they, they find to... another dog. They do find another dog, and they chase him around, and the movie edits it to look, make it look like this is a bad thing that's happening. Why are you guys chasing me? <laughs> Just get him. <laughs> hey. No. And they're somehow dragging the um oh, the the, the landowner <laughs> across the field. <laughs> she had she and her fucking back was just completely gone. Yeah, she can't move alive. anymore. <laughs> she had constant injections into her eyes. 
Yeah. And um, the dogs also completely ruin a bakery business, destroying a thousand yeah. dollar cake. <laughs> yeah. Ruining a but young she was, woman's she life. She was a bit uptight anyway. She needs to chill. She was cool. because she everybody need- was eating her cake samplers and samples <laughs> and not listening to her. She's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> During that scene, though, incidentally, yeah. the kid, who's meant to be a cook, says a line about a cake. I- I'll sample it. It is the best line delivery in the film. But what really stood out to me was the pronouncement of fondant. My heart cries out for the abuse of fondant on display here. <laughs> he had some very interesting ideas about how to say words, Paul. <laughs> and he's he's a I- revolutionary. I a few of them. He's he's a he's a pioneer. Um, <laughs> He should be a cake in here. Knowing, nobody's but, doing stuff with his mouth like this kid. But as they explain in the, uh, the following scene, oh, it's really nice of them to still let us have the wedding venue despite everything that happened. Yeah. Oh, they did, did they? Oh, they just let you. Okay. That was oh. off screen. Yeah, things just get sorted cool. out off screen. Anyway, everything was going great. <sighs> something was bound to go wrong. Uh-oh, Tom Arnold is in a stable now. They found another location he was willing to be in. In his stable. Yeah, and he, he calls up to be like, you got the fucking job. And now you it's a real danger because, oh my God, what if this ridiculous woman's desire to have a career based on everything she's ever hoped for and dreamed of gets in the way of her love life and being dog ownership, being a housewife in Sacramento and doing the Lord's work of accepting her husband's pork. It's going to be a terrible, <laughs> terrible fate for her. And yeah. yeah, hopefully we can just avoid well, it. To be honest, Paul, she... The, the film's pretty smart about this. She's the one who has to be sorry because she didn't tell the husband. She didn't tell Brad Pitt. She lied about it. Therefore, she has no leg to stand on and she has to give up <laughs> everything that she's ever wanted ever. There is a and, moment, and, and, though, where she's discussing moving from L.A. to New York. And I do hope for a reverse diehard. But there is no such thing as a reverse diehard in this crazy backwards world. And so no, it's just diehard. And so the kids decide they're going to fucking parent trap their, ki- their, their parents. I mean, you've, you've, you've got to at this stage because they're not going <laughs> to fucking sort it out themselves. They are useless. They go tell Santa. So can I just confirm that they've done nothing more productive than tell this stranger dressed as Santa that they want their parents to get together? Uh, yeah. He's asked them to go somewhere. Did you did you see where it was he asked them to go, Luce? Oh, God. No. No, damn it. We've all, stopped paying, we've all stopped paying attention. Well, it's hard even when it I really watch I'm just zoning out. I can't oh, even God. take it. <laughs> and Santa tells them to go to the fair, so they do. And that solves, the, mm. that solves it. Nick Cage is there. <laughs> Please. No, no, no. What are we thinking? Oh, God. Please let it be. Ten more minutes. I'm, I'm thinking 20 minutes. 10. Lucy wants 10. Uh-huh. 20. 20. Okay. 18. 18. Okay. It's fucking. And, and based on how much they've been fucking padding, I'm sure 10 minutes of that Don't could be Don't too late from the beginning. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of it. At the fucking fair, the, the wife, the, the husband's like, do you know what? I know I own a winery that has one member of staff and never has anyone in it, but I th- I'm willing to give it up in order to go with you and do a job of curating the second largest museum of its type on the East Coast, which you've trained for for potentially a better part of a decade. No, yeah. you know what? I've been thinking, and I literally yell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want, we'll go to New York with you. What? I'm kind of starting to like it here. What about your job? There'll be other jobs. There's only one you. No, don't. No. What about your job? Oh, for fuck's sake! I hate them now. I, I, I want, <laughs> I want this wedding to fail because she gives up Please. on her dream of curation. Yeah. She figures. Oh, maybe there'll be a equally good museum here in the middle of butt fuck nowhere at some stage. <laughs> I could curate that. <laughs> there'll be a museum about I don't know crops and shit. Serial killer prison art is the only thing you have a chance <laughs> of curating. Which I also day. have to do now as a job because <laughs> I've got nothing. No, no, I'm fine. I know I I, I am I am an intellectual woman and I and I need to be stimulated. <laughs> Yeah, Con- constantly and challenged on a daily basis. But I think being a housewife and a mother is going to do <laughs> just the same job. To these kids, gosh, they're they're an exhibition. Am I right? <laughs> an exhibition oh. of shitty behaviour. <laughs> 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 Mummy, you're hurting me. No, I'm not. 
Oh, give me your face. Give it. And and he's like, are you sure? I could I could probably just sell... I could have someone run the winery here and I could do it remotely. You know, I could still just be making money for us. I could have Screech run the light, run the place whilst I come to New York. And <laughs> like, no, no, no. I think it's better this way. My mum's here. Her My business is failing. Struggling so that would be nice to, to be around. around. <laughs> I know I said... But you said you hated it here about five minutes ago. Yeah, but you know. We all saw Marriage Story, didn't we? Weren't we all hoping that Scarlett Johansson would just get over herself and go back to being Adam Driver's actual slave. I know I was. <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, Rampit dangles some manacles in front of her face, drags her to the altar. Yeah. They get married and f- they all fucking sing Silent Night together with Frank. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And, they, and it is the most uncomfortable looking performance I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle Bullshit. I think you're right. This has got to be some sort of traditional values. We're going to find out that this director's next project was some sort of pro-life documentary. Yeah. I think you will find out if you actually look into the whole oh But might this be a lesson to you to be more careful? When you... <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, that's not the only something. To that do. is not the one good thing. Philosophy, man. <laughs> So they, they go to the wedding, Tom Arnold fucks both dogs, and that's the end, essentially. They they set up a whole bunch of um, sequels that I'm Lando's sure there. exist. He's like, do you want to find out no. about your heritage? <laughs> Let's go on a crazy space journey together, just you and me, fucking dog, says Tom Arnold. <laughs> and that's what, what you got to check out it, next, a Christmas space tale. So they haven't even tried living together yet. Yeah. And she's given up the career of her dreams. Yeah. Well, wouldn't we like living together, would they, before we're married? Oh, that's true. Man. Not in Hallmark, though. Ah. Jesus Christ. Anything more to say on this? Dogs? No, dog? Oh, they've gone already. Okay, we'll just end the film. <laughs> we couldn't afford them for the 12th minute. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck me. That was miserable. <laughs> wow. That was really bad. That it was, was it fantastic. Was, really bad, yeah. was that the worst one yet? Oh, I think that's usually um, Christmas with the Cranks. Deck the Halls, Surviving Christmas, that was well, the most... Well, that was the most... That was the biggest non-event. It yeah, most of that. Seriously boring. Yeah. Very predictable. Not funny. acted. Yeah. Not even a, an attempt. I mean, the others you could say, oh, that they had jokes which yeah, you could they're... see coming and what have you. That didn't even make an effort to be funny. Oh, God, what a stupid rubbish film. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I really, really am impressed that it was worse than Surviving Christmas. Oh, for sure. It was... Toxic and boring and not funny and lame and done, but also uniquely awful in a way that I don't think I've really seen before. And I did feel like I was watching the same canon as like God's Not Dead. I think so. It's it's like it has these heartwarming moments peppered throughout, which are sort of of ankle deep. And, um, you know, I, I was watching them and... I found it hard when there's a nice moment between a, a mum and the, the kid and they're talking about their dad and, yeah. and and all of this. And there are some human moments where, you know, I can I, I felt something small stirring in me. It's just a natural right. reaction to those moments. Mm. And bearing in mind the fact that this, fil- this film and films like it are designed to be like this. They yeah. are designed to tear jerk at Christmas and nothing else. It's something you can oh, God. put on. And have a good old cry with your your husband or wife or whatever, and eat a bunch of chocolate, and yeah. just feel good about yourself because you've cried yourself raw. And yeah. um, and 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 it's assumed that they're not even going to be good. I think the producers, director, everyone so. just assumed that they're going to be shit. It's just it serves its purpose. God, it's it's, it's a prefab film. I was saying, I was saying this to Nair the other day. It's it's just it comes. You've got all the constituent parts, and you put it together. And you just stick it out there to do its job. And it's so cynical. I was amazed at how inept it was at doing the the fundamentals. First of all, in terms of direction, so lazy. There were so many scenes where they awkwardly block everyone just because you could tell they didn't want to do another camera setup. (laughs) You know, time is money. Fuck it. Get it in a wide. You know, it's... Tom Arnold is literally taking our money as (laughs) as the seconds go by. So little coverage going on in this. It's like a fucking Kubrick film, but without any artistry. People just crammed awkwardly into the frame. Just the, the sheer amount of filler. The number of times we just get sh- sh- 
slow shots of a winery with like plinky plonky music playing. <laughs> it, this movie is almost a screensaver. It's insane. Yeah. It, it's the fact that it has no central premise. You know, all of these crap Christmas movies we've covered so far, you can easily sum up with like the twist. You know, a couple mm. decides to not do Christmas this year. Or um, a, um, eccentric millionaire decides to buy a working class family Christmas. You know, just yeah. like little sentence on premise. What is this? There are dogs. Yeah. There are They're, dogs. The, the dogs aren't even central to it. They're just there. <laughs> They're not. They don't do it. They, they occasionally make it harder to organize a wedding. But, you know, I've never seen Marley and Me. But I get the impression from what I've heard of it is that that movie, the dog... Marley could be anything, really. It's about the difficult. What happens to a relationship when they encounter something difficult? And mm. Marley is there. It's it's a dog in order to make dog related comedy. But essentially, the drama of the film is what happens to a relationship when they are lumbered with something that is difficult. And it could, you know, same mm. as Paranormal Activity. They're very similar films at <laughs> heart. What is this? What difficulty does the dog represent? They they're constantly fine with the dogs. The dogs are not an issue. The mm. only potential threat to their happiness is this wife's delusional attempt to have some sort of life outside of her family yeah that was just shocking the only tension or conflict there is is what we're told is there and all we're told Mm. is that there is just there is conflict Mm. it has absolutely nothing to say for itself no it is it is just a movie where the plot is some sad things happen and some nice things happen and, and then it ends (laughs) yeah and, and and the reason that it doesn't connect is because it's just made with that in mind. Blue Valentine is sad and, and funny and upsetting and, and crushing. But it's, yeah. not, it's not, it wasn't made so that people could just sit and watch it and be sad. Yeah, the director, no. actually, Derek San Franz, wanted to do something. He actually wanted to make something that was meaningful to him and relevant. And, you know, there, there are other movies about mm. single parents, um, uh, you know, and like widowed parents who are coming together and finding solace in each other. Yes, the idea of family is this ad hoc thing that is sort of assembled from the elements you find, and yet this film is so reactionary in its own little way. It's so conservative that, you know, yeah. oh yes, you know, a family, you know, can be assembled from, you know, disparate places, but you, you still need a mum and a dad and kids. You still need a mum and a dad. You definitely still need that. I think she even says at one point they need a male presence in their household and all the lesbian couples with kids out there are just like... (laughs) (laughs) Sure, love. Yeah, okay. Well... (laughs) Nobody's pissed on the seat today. (laughs) (laughs) Or into into my life. Brian, can you put your shoe... Oh, they're all... The shoes are already put away. Hmm. God damn it. All right, then. Well... (laughs) I guess I'll go back to having incredibly rewarding sex. (laughs) <laughs> without a man get out of it yeah. um so oh, so yeah. so yeah it, it's just absolutely nothing to offer and and the the fact that i ended up siding with tom arnold even though i hated every second he was on <laughs> screen shows, like, just, just on, shows you doesn't it do something and unfortunately his arguments you know kind of represent that he's a straw man he's a straw man for the christian rights view of the kind of forces that will lure a woman away from her womanly duties i.e. Greed. He's the serpent. Yeah, he's the serpent. He is the serpent. <laughs> and I would cast Tom Arnold in that role. Yeah. Um, oh, Tom True Lies Arnold. That, yeah, that's exactly what he is. Oh my God, is that what the Bible is? Is that what the Apple represented as a, as a comfortable 401k? <laughs> it I represents Tom Arnold in True Lies. So. <laughs> Biblical so- scholars are all, are all convinced on this. It, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it just, yeah. once again, it doesn't resonate with me, but where at least Christmas with the Cranks mm. had... Something. <laughs> Just not anything. <laughs> I know, at least it was a recognisable movie. There were bits of this that felt like a home movie. Yeah. Really, there's no vision. I mean, that, that fucking Christian science monitor or whatever it was that I quoted at the beginning were right. It is mm. artless. Well, the there's a movie made without creative oh, flair. Word for it. Watching this on a 4K TV, I don't know if you had this, but the background <laughs> looked like green screen. It, the production yeah, quality was, was so There was that low. quality to it. Let's crack on to my three quick fire items and we can um <laughs> we can move on with our lives from this travesty of a film. It was yeah. so bad. Oh, but let's quick let's quick fire. Let's remember right. our brief. Quick fire. Quick fire. I really did like Mario Lopez or whoever it was saying It's a special mixture of black truffles, sausage, and oyster stuffing in one stunning 
Chicken. <laughs> the chicken was such an anticlimax at the end of what he was saying. It really it yes. took me by surprise. I think I let out a, a, a tiny laugh at that. <laughs> um, I liked Jane more in general. Like, obviously, his lines lines were crap. The the role of the dog pointless. But mm. his voice matched the goofy happiness that the dog <laughs> brought to screen. Yeah. Um. So I did like that. Okay. Um. Even if on point casting, I'd have preferred a Michael J. Fox type. Just someone um you know a little oh. more. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Someone but... who brought some energy <laughs> and awakeness to it. <laughs> I, I think the I think the script is 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 part of the issue though, because the, the the lines were just so terrible. There was nothing yeah. wisecracky about it. No, it was dreadful. Cherie, I loved the way it rolled off the tongue, or the way it would have rolled off the tongue if I could actually speak. It was love at first sniff. It was it was very knowing, wasn't it? It was very much um huh, when me and her get together. Oh boy, it's like what. Gosh. What exactly? Show us and don't tell us that. <laughs> oh boy, that's going to take up 17 minutes of cinema. <laughs> if that doesn't, we'll just cut to scenes from earlier in the movie to do that. <laughs> um, I, There were some really good landscapes, I think. There was some... Um, it was shot somewhere in California, I assume, like five minutes from yeah. the director's house. It's an incredibly <laughs> un-Christmassy aesthetic to this whole thing. I, you know, Christmas should be bleak. It's in <laughs> the bleak midwinter... Not on the range near some cows. We can all go quoting Kendrick Lamar, Paul. Let's stick to the theme (laughs) of the podcast. Nevertheless, lovely landscapes. Lovely American Cormac McCarthy-esque landscapes of the sheer fucking terrifying wilderness that surrounds the characters at all times. It reminded me of Australia, the fact that the sun was out. Um, (laughs) That was nice. That is reminiscent of Australia. It reminds me of being warm at Christmas. Um, Love that. When they are introduced and they find out that they... Uh, yeah, they came from New York. Rust is it Rusty the dog? Jay Moore goes, mm. uh, city dog, eh? which <laughs> I, I I like the sort of wise guy, eh? Oh, yeah, uh, delivery there. He thinks he poops in perfect circles. Well, it ain't perfect. No one's is. <laughs> I checked. I checked. I, I check everyone's. <laughs> Little Jimmy's circular Joe's. <laughs> you had high hopes for circular Joe, but no, <laughs> no such luck. Sloppy um, Joe's, you don't want to know. <laughs> You can't even imagine. I'm very on board with the idea of the daughter character. I like the idea of a young girl who's a bit of a tomboy, goes around shoving people, and when she's distributing flyers for this ridiculous um, yeah. fair they're having, she's just fucking slapping them onto people's chests. Like, yes. she doesn't give a fuck. You're going to take this, bitch. And that, yeah, that was fucking yeah, great. that amused me. When they're playing uh, football. Um, <laughs> football! There's this, She yeah, she's handing off the the kids around her just like shoving them in the face and chest yeah um going out of her way to push people over who yes. are not in her way yeah which is one of the highlights of rugby i think um <laughs> like actual rugby is just when someone's running and they don't need to but they do just <laughs> shove their palm in someone's face it's like you can't even touch me yeah i i went to northampton school for boys get away from me um <laughs> oh fuck any three of you <laughs> Daniel, um, one of my brother's mates was uh, ended up playing for Northampton Saints and England. Um, <laughs> Courtney Laws, for anyone who's who's into rugby, he's a fucking beast. Um, just just <laughs> endless reels of YouTube videos dedicated to him dumb tackling people. Fucking awesome. Anyway. Excellent. Let's get him to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she does it to the one of the other to one of her sisters, and it looked quite aggressive. Yeah. Um, it was very satisfying watching her do that. <laughs> yes, Courtney Laws. Yeah, absolutely love that. Okay, I had a moment here where, um, yes, we all know as soon as they introduce the dumb, the, the kid who's not saying anything, we're all like, okay, at some point the dad's going to get him to speak and it'll be a big bonding moment. But I was surprised by the poignancy of the line that actually came out of his mouth in the end. Is mm. that he says to him, and he's, he's trying to reassure him, and at one point he says, um, I'm not going to leave you, kid. And the kid says, He said that too. Aww. That was sad. Of course, he then yeah. says, rather than try and deal with that very complicated emotion that, yeah, your dad promised not to leave you but he had to and he didn't get a say in it and sometimes that happens in life and it's not fair he's just like come on kid let's go get some ice cream okay (laughs) you big twat i guess when you're a kid it kind of still works yeah (laughs) do you ever think about the endlessness of the void all right i'll get you a mcdonald's yeah extra sprinkles for you yeah (laughs) look a happy meal timmy (laughs) i want sprinkles on my big mac whatever fucking ends this conversation timmy (laughs) Werner. um (laughs) Baby Werner. <laughs> Why, when all life is... I wish you wouldn't speak English. <laughs> We're a German um... family. I hate this. <laughs> I am actually um... Austrian. 
You people <laughs> are clowns. <laughs> Give me more shreddies. Misinformed <laughs> no parentage. No child's favourite treat should be shreddies. Yeah, you're going to have to watch this one. I eat them dry. More sugar for me. <laughs> he hasn't even got teeth yet. <laughs> he just puts them in his mouth, yes. sucks them, and then puts them Gum. back into the packet. Seals it up carefully <laughs> and puts it back on the shelf. They subsumed their knowledge into me. Save the milk for my bath. The crunchy truths. <laughs> I like the cute fumbling way he asks for a date. Um, he he's suggesting times, and he goes say around five, one thirty, two thirty, three thirty, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like how it descends from from calm. Maybe I'm Brad Pitt into <laughs> um into just I don't fucking know. I'm I'm a dude, and my heart's racing right now. <laughs> That's I'm, good. I might die, so please say yes. <laughs> um, my last one is that I quite okay. liked the daughter's treehouse. They had a really cool kind of one unit, not actually in a tree, kind of treehouse thing. It was like a kind of like a dollhouse, mm. but with a little ladder that goes up into a bigger bit on top, a big room on top, and I like that. Okay, I've got six, and I'm just going to go through them <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> Highly ironically, the wipe cuts were just amazing. Oh, fuck me, um, they were tr- the worst. <laughs> wipe right, wipe left. <laughs> Who knows what's going they do on? Them like, I swear to God, there's one point where another wipe line comes in to chase the one that's just gone off. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 their first kiss and goodbye was cute. Again, in that fumbly kind yeah. of way. Um, I, I, I quite like yeah. that. I think quite sweet. Well, the mum is talking to the son about marriage and I think re- trying to console him mm. and reassure him. And then it cut, after a while, it just cuts to the dogs. And Jay goes, what could they be talking about? <laughs> like To a dog, it's just, why aren't they... Sniffing each other's butts or fucking. I don't know. <laughs> or eating parts of each other. No one's got the- I'm a dog. I'm a stupid <laughs> fucking dog. He just say something like, I may have the IQ mental capacity of a two-year-old. Like, if my two-year-old spoke like you, be in a sack. <laughs> the witch sack. The witch sack. <laughs> Take you back in time just so we could punish you as a witch. <laughs> when they're asked what cake they like, he goes, I'm red velvet. What are you? And, and she goes, um, lemon. But she does this weird hand down in a vertical line in front of her face movement which is a very <laughs> null fielding thing to do and it was very surprising and shocking and insulting in this film <laughs> fuck this woman like for that. doing that i loved it though god never felt more alive. i loved it fuck her beautiful asshole <laughs> hmm. i meant she is not she has not that i'm gonna fuck oh. her beautiful asshole sodomy oh god <laughs> dicks in the ass oh god merry christmas everyone <laughs> Tom Arnold says he was married four and a half times, and if that would have just been left yeah, alone, right. and it would have been such a great line. Yes, but he explains fucking, it. She not only goes four and a half, and then he explains it. Yeah, and it's the so dullest it fucking exp- explanation as well. You cu- you couldn't tease another joke out of that. He just dryly explains that one of his weddings was a quick thing in Vegas that was annulled quickly, and therefore doesn't really count. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Now I understand it. Okay, let me go back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Arnold, everyone. <laughs> and Tom Arland, who wrote that joke. Um, Did we do good tonight, other Tom? Get in the trunk, Tom. <laughs> get in the trunk, Arland. <laughs> in truth, I am Tom Arland. <laughs> but this is confusing. I am Tom Arnold also. <laughs> oh, no, says everyone. Quick run away from the singularity. Okay, my final one. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, actually, they're playing tennis and he's trying to cajole... Um, thingo stay at home mum to, to be this curator and follow her dreams and he goes right I'm sending you an email right away and as he does that he gives his an assi- he gives his assistant a sort of forceful warning look mm. and the kid suddenly starts struggling to get his phone out and it was just quite a nice like, flow to that to that line and the <laughs> it was continuity the of one it scene led into yeah. another it was amazing it was it was yeah it was, you know they were happening side by side it was cause and effect and um <laughs> It, it was a joke that communicated the relationship that those two characters had. Fucking amazing. It was unreal. I never see anything like it in this film. Simultaneous action, cause and effect. That's a tenet. Okay. <laughs> that's a tenet, everyone. That's a tenet. Yeah. And that is a tenet because now, yeah, did the OG team come forward in their shame to admit that they had seen or even heard of this fucking film? Christ, did I even ask them, Paul? That's, a, that's a, <laughs> the big, we can all the hope big not. question. That's the big question I, 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 on everyone's minds right now. <laughs> Why didn't they ask me? <laughs> I yeah, love I, this I, movie. I had a whole new insight Christ. and a read on it in which it's actually about the Vietnam War. If only they'd asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> you both got it so wrong. No, unfortunately not. There's Damn. just a picture of James Gandolfini <laughs> about to hit Ben Affleck around the back of the head with a spade. And that's all we could ever hope for. It does feel like this film. God almighty. Thanks, OG team. Thanks Merry very Christmas. much. You're, ab- you're actually the best people we've ever known. And you were spared having to, even if you have seen this, you didn't have to have the horrific flashbacks to it. So let's just quickly get that one better thing out of the way and then we could all go yeah. home and enjoy our minced lies. The one better thing. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Go um, for it. I've got a pretty good one for um, um, a couple of older widowed or divorced parents getting married and their families coming together and having to deal with the big personalities <laughs> there and um, and you know recovering broken relationships mm. and trying to juggle life and love and and work and that's a royal fucking tenenbaums best yeah. film ever um <laughs> I, it's it could be a christmas i don't fucking know who fucking knows um it's not but um it does snow at one point so ah well there you, there go. you go christmas it's um, as Christmassy as this yeah, <laughs> yeah look it's a there's, a there's a dog in it as well and he's fucking adorable and oh. he has more to do with the plot than a talking one <laughs> I'm sure I've been through this before, but it's just amazing performances from everybody, bar none, with some with some real surprises in there. It's Wes Anderson's masterpiece. It's yeah. um, just perfectly directed and staged, and um, it, it really gets me every time. Mm. Real, real tears of uh, joy and sadness <laughs> and pain, yeah, and and, and moveness because it comes from a real place, and it's not just there designed to make me cry. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with two things. First of all, a wedding movie. Um, and I was trying to think of a movie about the sort of complications of a wedding. And one of the best films I saw this year, I saw at the London Film Festival, and was a film called Honeymoon, which is an Israeli mm. film about a married couple who are suddenly torn apart by the fact that the bride realizes that um, the uh, groom was given a present by one of his exes. And she therefore theorizes mm. that um, they still have a thing together, and so she demands that they spend their honeymoon night not in their luxury hotel, but chasing down this ex in order to return the gift. Um, oh, and okay. forcing themselves out onto the sort of streets of um, yeah, Jerusalem. They get forced onto the streets of Jerusalem where they meet all sorts of eccentric characters and people from their past, and it's really good and really funny and you know, quite interesting and unpredictable as well. Um, but also at the point cool. when the story became all about whether or not to move, it's obviously a marriage story mm. that came to mind. I thought about the fact that I saw that in cinemas last year after the Christmas meal at my office. I I left the Christmas meal to go see um, Marriage Story um, and was just so in love with cinema after seeing it and all the great things that had happened because I had previously recently seen Parasite and Booksmart and I just remember being so fucking happy with how great cinema was watching Noah Baumbach's charming, funny, (laughs) insightful really beautifully yeah. staged and evocative movie about a divorcing couple trying to make sense of what their lives are about to become and what they're letting go and releasing each other. And th- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this year, cool. I saw four films at the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. One of which was That's a Tenet. <laughs> which is great. Which is what this whole episode's been. Oh my God, go back and listen to it again. <laughs> No, don't go back. Start well. Go back. Literally listening, and you'll you'll realize that uh, Robert Pattinson was probably Elizabeth Debicki's son or something. I don't know. Yeah, or something, or not, or not. Crucially, know. crucially not, because that would be a bit bleak. <laughs> Nevertheless, thanks. Bye, everyone. Um, Bye, everyone. <laughs> how can people hear about the? F- that was the one better thing, incidentally. The one better thing. How can people find oh. out about one good thing? They can send a message to Santa or just blow it at their ass. Um. <laughs> You can shave it into any dog. We will find it. <laughs> yeah. If you whistle it on a dog whistle, they'll all come running and you follow them. Attach some rings <laughs> to seven or eight of them. And they have to be sturdy looking dogs. And they will drag you through tundra and step to get to us, the pool boys. Uh-huh. Um, alternatively, and, and you'll be kicking yourself once you've made that journey. You can just log into Twitter <laughs> and Facebook on OGT Pod, or find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other good podcatcher. And we're there. You don't you don't have to travel the, the stinking um, wasteland of sort of. You don't have to enslave dogs. You don't have to enslave street dogs. Oh, do you know what? I also saw a good movie about street dogs at the London Film Festival called Stray. It was about a dog on the street dogs, and it's told from its perspective yeah, cool. with no no fucking narration from Mario Lopez. It's great. So watch that too. Ah, oh, okay, brilliant. One better thing. One better thing. Um, all, all, <laughs> an, 
And uh, we have a Patreon. We've been releasing Pools to be Buried with recently, the completely 100% original, not at all ripped off of the wonderful Brett Goldstein's podcast or show, Films to be Buried with, um, where we, we talk about, uh, we t- discuss some of our memories in the only way we know Things how. Things remember. Jokes and with a big ocean between us. <laughs> and whilst being named Paul. Speaking of which, I'm Paul Goldstein. I'm I'm Paul Paulstein. I think we did this last week. <laughs> Shit. And remember, the one good thing about having no short, no long-term memory <laughs> is that um, pretty soon this won't be one of the worst films we've ever seen in our lives. It'll just be a thing we did once, just like the moment you're having right now. Fuck off.